Either it had to be like... Uh, Ready? Here we go. Welcome to Vital Conversations. I am sitting here today with Taylor Wright <laughs> and Mary Ironside. And I'm excited because Taylor is, um, she's a worship leader here at Road to Life, but on top of just being a worship leader, she's a songwriter. She is now authoring a book that we hope uh, will be published maybe within the year. And Mary Ironside works in uh, a totally different element, a total creative <laughs> element. And um, she's worked on uh, film and TV and production, uh, went to Hillsong and, you know, started to learn English there. There's just a whole lot about both. <laughs> these girls you're gonna love but um taylor she actually is releasing a single yep. at vital at the vital conference this year called through the fire and i want to talk to taylor a little bit about that taylor because we you know we sort of worked on it you came yeah. over we were sharing our heart about the vision and the purpose mm -hmm. of the conference so how did you come up with the inspiration for the song, like what place did you have to go to actually connect with the Lord yeah. for what you're bringing? Yeah, so really it came down to, you asked me a question and you said, what would you have told yourself 10 years ago? Like when you were 12 years old, and I just I was talking about it, but it's crazy because the anniversary of my father's death is actually the day of the conference. Oh, so it it's is? actually the 18th. And so wow. when you asked me that, I just remember I would have told myself, you have to go through this. Like you have to, you have to be strong and like trust God because even when you don't understand it and it doesn't make sense, like that just doesn't make sense to lose a parent in reality. It just is not something you ever plan on going through. And so it hurts and it's gonna be such a sacrifice and it's gonna be like going through hell. It's yeah. gonna hurt like fire and, yeah. and you're gonna need to go through it so God can refine you to be who he's called you to be. Mm -hmm. Because if it weren't for that, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be a Road to Life Church. I wouldn't be in Indiana. I would be in California still. Mm -hmm. I would be God knows where doing God knows what. And um, when that reality hits you, it's like I would have told my 12 year old self, like there's things you won't wanna go through in the next 10 years mm -hmm. that you're going to have to go through mm -hmm. to be here. And so that really, when I sing that, when I sing this song, it's me singing to my 12 year old self. It's yeah. me singing to your 12, you know, I'm singing to mm -hmm. the person that is through the fire, is in the middle of the fire, or has just come out of the fire that it doesn't make sense right now. And like, you're waiting for it to make sense. Mm -hmm. And so that's really what encompasses all of that is in that song. Mm -hmm. And so and so when you're writing something like that, because, and that was really important for me, is that you weren't just throwing lyrics on a right. piece of paper. I really wanted you to connect with mm -hmm. the people that were coming, where they could really sense the presence of the Lord yeah, yeah. on what you're saying, because yeah. you've actually mm -hmm. lived it, and you've experienced it, and it's a real raw thing. Yeah. Um, and seeing you on the other side gives them confidence and hope that they can get on the mm -hmm. other side too. Um, but even in you writing a book right now, not yeah. that it's uh, necessarily a Christian uh, book or whatever, but you're in the middle of this fiction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, in this fiction book, you've always read since you were young. Oh, really? And, mm -hmm. you know, Kazone, we talk about it a lot, living our purpose. Yeah. And part of your purpose is you've always loved books, writing. Mm -hmm. There was never a time in middle school, high right. school, that <laughs> you didn't have time. a book that yeah. you're carrying around. Mm -hmm. You get them from antique store. You're just a book person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so tell us a little bit about how, yes, you're in a worship leader role. Yes, you are on the team here and you work right. in that aspect. But 
how did you not pin yourself into a box where you were yeah. like, I can be mm. more than just a singer. Yeah, I, I'm a writer too. Mm. I'm a, uh, I'm a photographer. Yeah. I'm a, I love this. Yeah. And how did you get yourself out of that place? Because sometimes people try to put you in that place and mm -hmm. say, but you're this. Just focus on this. Right. How did That's you get so to that good. place? That's such a good question. And honestly, I just, oh man, it's such a good question because so much, especially for women, for some reason, it's like, you're only good at one thing. So yeah. be good at that one thing. Or you're only a mom. Yes. You're only a mom. Yeah. Just do that. Just, just be a blank. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of like in this place where I've had that dream in my heart since I was in eighth grade. Like I've already written the book. Like it's already a thing. And I just sat down one day and I was like, why am I not doing this? Mm -hmm. Like, I remember I was on a plane back from California from visiting my grandparents, and I just was, like, looking out the window, like, is this really it? Like, I have so much more in me, and I'm only 22. Like, what is stopping me? And it, the reality is me, and I'm the one who's listening to everybody say, you're just a singer, you're just a worship leader, you're just a whatever, you know? Like, you're yeah. just on staff at Road to Life. And I was like, no, like, those are parts of me. Yes. But that's not all to me. That's yeah. not all that God created me mm -hmm. to be. And so when I started writing this, I kind of kept it to myself. And I was just I was just writing. And then the further I got, the more excited I got and the more passionate I became. I just was like, everybody listen to this. I'm doing this thing and I can't stop talking about it. And then really we had a conversation about it. And it was so freeing to just hear you say, like, you're doing something else. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not doing – or not something else. I'm doing something more. more. Like, not – it's not like I'm replacing myself from singing or I'm not replacing mm -hmm. my photograph. I'm not replacing those things, but I'm adding to mm -hmm. to this this character that I am, like mm -hmm. this person that I am. Like God's yeah, God is God is entrusting me. you with more. He's not yeah. telling you to do something yes. else. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's where it. we get tripped up. Like we mm -hmm. think, oh, I have to do something else because this just isn't fulfilling for me. But yeah, God said, it. who is given much, right? Mm -hmm you're responsible for much and who's faithful in the little yeah. you'll be responsible mm -hmm. for many things not many other things right. just many things and if you seek the lord That's with it. all of That's your heart it. it says he adds everything mm -hmm. to you right That's so all it. the dreams that are in your heart that he gave you in the first place yeah. he's adding more as he sees your capacity enlarging 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 right. and it's all going to become a part yeah. of your identity and who you are in right. him and fulfilling your purpose and all the things. So okay. I'm happy about that. Yeah. I want to end like this part yeah. of the conversation with, um, you know, I remember we were your youth pastors mm -hmm. and then we moved here mm -hmm. and you stayed behind mm -hmm. and, and you were there for a minute. Um, and then you lived with a friend and you were in the basement and I just, you know, my deal is pulling out your potential. So it was frustrating because yeah. I knew you had all this in you, right? Yeah. And I had you over mm -hmm. for dinner here. You had to drive an hour. You had to come. Mm -hmm. And I remember we had a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Taylor, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, tell me what that conversation meant to you and Ugh. how it kind of changed the whole trajectory of your life. Ugh. I would value that conversation as probably one of the most <laughs> pivotal moments in my life. Like, you know how you have those landmarks and you're like, if that didn't happen... I don't know what would have happened to me. Mm -hmm. And that, I just remember being super confused and lost and pretty much being told, like, well, here's all the things you could be, but, you know, and just none of it felt right. And I just was like, so I'm going to do nothing. And I just remember, I was staying in my basement, just didn't have a job. I was this 18-year-old girl doing literally nothing. I had a song in my heart, a book in my heart, potential in my heart, and I just was sitting and doing nothing. And then... We started going to uh, Chesterton and like going to that church and, and 
I just remember I went to your house and I was sitting in your kitchen and you're just like, what are you doing, Taylor? And I was like, well, I'm doing some stuff. And the way you communicated it was so loving and inspiring and it just, it just inched me that, that, that step I needed to take. You were like, Taylor, you have value. You have more potential, more life in you than what you're doing right now. And you just got to jump, like stop being afraid because my whole life I'm an only child. So I'm really coddled. Like I love my mom and like, but she knows that she knows I'm spoiled. I know I'm spoiled. I'm an only child. So I have that selfish tendency. And so I was so used to being coddled and being comfortable and being just kept in my little box. Mm -hmm. And then when I heard there's more outside of the box, Mm -hmm. I was like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. And so when you said that it was, again, it was freeing. And I was like, I'm going to do it. And so I remember I was on the way back home and I looked at the friend I was with and I was like, I'm going to move to Chesterton. And she was like, what? And I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to move. And she was like, are you kidding me? And I was like, no, I'm going to pack up my stuff and I'm going to be here and I'm going to move next week. And she was like, no. And I was like, yeah. I was like, come with me, you know? And, and she decided a different path and that's, that's totally okay. That's her path. But I was like, I'm going to jump and I'm gonna run and I'm gonna go for it. And so I moved in with Dom and I brought all my stuff over and I remember it was less than a week. I went to her house again and she was like, what are you doing here on a Wednesday? And I was like, I live here now. And you were like, what do you mean you mm-hmm. live here? And I was like, I did it mm-hmm. and I just came. And, and you I'm didn't come it. and jump right into a worship right. pastor role. No, you no, actually, no. Um, you I actually, was on the youth you worked at the Y. Yeah. You know, yeah, you worked at the Y with children and you came yeah. and you were just faithful. Mm-hmm. And you served, and you did whatever had to be done, and then a door opened for you to be yeah. on the worship and team. And I served on, on keys in the Y Worship Band, which yep. is kind of like how we have a worship mm-hmm. training now. Mm-hmm. And I just playing keys in the background. It wasn't like I just jumped on stage and started singing. Like, a lot of people, when they say that to me, and they're like, oh my gosh, you're so talented and anointed. I'm like, thank you, but it's one, it's God, only God. Mm-hmm. But it's two, because I worked really hard. Like, I tell people, like, I didn't come out of the womb singing Oceans. <laughs> I wasn't just like, spirit, <laughs> Like, I didn't do that, you know? And it was, like, a lot of work and a lot of time with God and just giving that gift back to him, you know? Because there's no point in hoarding it and taking it, you know? And Mm -hmm. that leads me to Mary because, Mary, um, you were raised in Columbia. Yeah. And you had parents in ministry and all the things. And we talk about your culture a lot because you lived in this really honoring, like, I'm going to honor my mom and dad. Yeah. Um, But there came a point where you had to make your own decisions with the Lord. You had to make your own decisions about serving him, what that looked like for you. And even though you honored them, you're like, I'm jumping. Yeah. I'm go I'm jumping all the way across the world, right? <laughs> to Australia, to this yeah. little place in Australia. So tell us what that was like for you to actually jump after mm-hmm. living so honoring and so respectful and I'll do whatever mom and dad, right? To I'm gonna find my own way. I'm yeah. gonna do what God's purpose is for me. Was that scary? How did you do it? And what kind of um, what did that do for your life? How did that set you on? Okay. Well, really, the, the whole story is a little bit long, but I'm going to try to make it really short. Um, the relationship between my parents uh, like, has been uh, like different, in different seasons. You start when you're a child, you're a pastor's kid, then you just run the ministry with them, like, every day uh, you go from like kids ministry to uh, uh, teenagers and then youth ministry then really you test every single place in church mm-hmm. um, there was a time when I was 17 now I'm 35 <laughs> 17 and I just start feeling okay is that all um, 
I just almost uh, like finishing uh, studying my university. Uh, then now, after my university, then that's it. My degree is done. I have a job. What else? And I feel in a place where I feel that there was more for me. Uh, there was more mm -hmm. to do in life because if not, life, the next 20 years, it's going to look so boring yeah. because I, I feel that I already did, did kind of mm -hmm. a lot, but mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Then um, then I start talking with my parents and there was a moment in my life that I started thinking, well, maybe it's this way where um, maybe I'm going to set up my business and maybe I'm not going to be in ministry. And that's when like kind of my relationship with my parents started like, uh-uh, like not really looking really well. And was the best season in my life because I met God as that, um, those disciples when they said, okay, I can see not now. I, you are my Lord mm -hmm. and my Savior. Mm -hmm. After Thomas have that revelation, mm -hmm. like, yeah. oh, I now I believe that you are my Lord and you are my Savior. I praise God for those moments and for my parents because they were uh, loving but firm about Mary. You have a purpose in God. It's not out of God's uh when we say out of God, is not like in church necessarily, but out of God's plan, you mm -hmm, know? Mm -hmm. Then uh, that situation makes, uh, for me, recognize my parents, not just an authority for my life, but people that God positioned in my life to mm. help me to find yeah. my destiny. Then uh, that God needed to do some work in my mom, because my mom is really, She's like, I'm going to be always with you, even if you travel, <laughs> if you go there, I'm going to be always yeah. with you. I said, Mom, but how are you going to do that? I also want my space. But she said, no, 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 I almost, oh, always, I'm going to be with you. And I remember that God did a miracle in our relationship. But that was a word that God brought to me in that moment that was like, a, Jesus couldn't do a lot of miracles because of the unbelief. Mm -hmm. And God really spoke to my life that I, I really wasn't believing enough mm -hmm. that He positioned my parents to help me mm -hmm. to find my destiny, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I become and I positioned myself myself different. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, mom and dad, I'm sorry, I have been not honoring you in this time and in this season of my life. I'm sorry. We in agreement came and we said, okay, we're gonna work together. And God did a miracle in our lives, in my mom, that she literally was able to say, okay, you go. Mm -hmm. And in me, that I was able to recognize really the authority and the guidance and like their position mm -hmm. in my life. Mm -hmm. Well, with that, God took me to Australia. Mm -hmm. And I did. I always thought that I'm gonna marry someone from Colombia, but God had another plan for me. Uh, also, another thing is that I, even when I study English back home, I never literally learn English. I just know. Then I, I love Spanish. Then I always like uh, English. I don't think it's gonna work for me. The first two weeks when I arrived to Australia with my sister, uh, she knew already English. But for me, I cried the first two weeks and I said, oh, "This is not work, gonna work, Mom, Dad. I'm sorry. I think we lose the money because it's not happening. I feel like mm. uh, speechless and." Mm, that I cannot, yeah, yeah and I, I cannot understand. understand anything. Then again, a word from God come 
from my dad that says, uh, Mary, if God said we can do all things through Christ, is all things. And I just said, God, I remember that I sit down, I nail, and I said, God, literally, I, I just need your help. I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I need your help. And it's not that an angel came and now I start speaking English. No, that didn't happen. But the next day, my mind was literally open to say one word. Wow. Then two words, mm -hmm. three words. One week later, I could write a whole sentence. Then one month later, a whole paragraph. It's the process, but it's the mindset. Then one thing for me is uh, in this whole season is how much we limit ourselves when we just bring our past, we just bring like our uh, culture mm -hmm. in there and say, maybe I'm not gonna be able to do it. Mm -hmm. Even my my own thing, like saying, oh, I only speak Spanish, I'm never gonna speak another language, no. Like now when yeah. I see my little girl that is three year old. Bilingual. Oh my gosh, like she can communicate yeah with us, mm -hmm. like switch between two languages, mm -hmm. like really easy. And if we don't understand her in English, okay, she goes and do Spanish. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing, really it's amazing. And well, Pastor Ronis, I don't know if I respond to your question <laughs> or no, but for no, me it was, was great. I mean, so you went to Hillsong, you learned yeah. English, you yeah. met your husband there. Yes. And you guys have, now you've gone from honoring your parents, living in a local church setting, yeah. going around the world, finding your purpose there, yeah. But now you literally are globe trotters. Like you are jet setters. You every other week you're somewhere. You're Australia. Yeah. You're Colombia. You're here. Yeah. You're you're Texas. You're Miami. Yeah, and you know Nathan Ironside. Um, you guys do what is the ministry? El yeah. Despertar. Yes. And um, and so you travel. And sometimes you're playing in front of fifty thousand, seventy thousand people. He sings in Spanish now, has a Spanish album. Whoa, when yeah. he didn't know English. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy too. It's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, from from going there and finding your purpose to now living how you're living and being a mom, yeah. what I think I want you as women watching this to understand is whether it's Taylor living in a basement and me saying to her, you need to jump, like there's more for you. Yeah. Or if it's Mary yeah. who is honoring her parents and, and her hearing the voice of the Lord saying, yeah. you need to jump, there's yeah. more for you. Yeah. Um, no matter where you are, there's always going to be a sense of uh, non-fulfillment. You won't feel fulfilled when you're not living in the will of God. You're not living your purpose. Yeah. There isn't something else. There's something more. Yeah. So the more your capacity grows as a woman, the more knowledge you um, you gain, the more insight, the more people you connect to, God is just going to continue to give you more and more and more. And now as a mom having Hannah, you also have... Um, <laughs> People are tempted to say, yeah. "Oh, are you going to slow down now? Yeah. Are you going to are you going to quit ministry? <laughs> yeah. Like, like very now you soon. have a baby, yeah. you know?" And I <laughs> I laugh because um, you didn't slow down at all. You know, she's on stage yeah. with you. She's awake at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> but you're not a bad parent. She actually is so she cultured. Mm -hmm. She knows more about culture than anyone, anyone I know. <laughs> Not so, even us. Even like, you. Sometimes Nathan, because Nathan grew up in Australia just with mm -hmm. English. I grew up in Colombia just with Spanish. Mm -hmm. But to see a little girl like talking, like when she's three years old, like two languages, when I spend 
And she's a lot of time. Every country. I work so hard for that. I work so hard. How are you doing that? (laughs) How are you doing that? I didn't even just sit her down and say like, like, listen, no, no, no. She she just knows naturally. And I and I really want to say something about that because uh, I guess sometimes we limit ourselves, and that's. That's where the word of God says, we like, we need, uh, we, we need to become like kids to yeah. be able to enter yes. to the kingdom of God. Faith like a child. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? Because they don't have a problem to repeat a word. They mm-hmm. don't care if they said it uh, like wrong or right. They just said it and mm-hmm. they try to, to communicate. And that is the attitude that we need to have before God. It says, like, come before him with an attitude of, like, of a child that even if you Think that you know perfect and complete his grace is mm-hmm. sufficient to just yeah. cover you and give you that potential or even show you the potential that he already deposited in you mm-hmm. then that speaks a lot every day to me then uh, inspire mm-hmm. me too but yes definitely when I um, I was pregnant uh, I remember I ha- I w- we were touring and we have a lot of um, uh, tour dates and until I was a month pregnant. Mm-hmm. I was jumping there and just organizing everything. Mm-hmm. Normally I do all the logistics, all the behind the scenes, but and Hannah today- Better than anyone I've <laughs> ever met in my life. And no, um, you may not have her. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing, one thing that is really good is that um, Hannah now, she can sleep like anywhere anywhere and it's not like a shh honey sleep no she can handle because when she was uh uh like not even what well, she wasn't born mm-hmm. she was exposed to like music yeah. and church and people mm-hmm. and i she just is identifying herself with all that with mm-hmm. church life with noise and and she loves it she really loves mm-hmm. it. She enjoys it mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I love that because this is important for you to hear um, from both of these vital women who are doing amazing things for God, amazing things for the kingdom. You can do whatever God has purposed for yeah, you to do. You it. can do whatever yeah. he's put in your heart. Um, children don't hinder us. Locations, geography it's doesn't hinder a, us. In, uh, in languages. Language don't hinder us. No. You can do all things through Christ That's who it. gives you strength. Philippians 4.13. So let that be a word of the Lord to you That's today. It. If you're sitting on your couch and you're thinking, this is it for me, that is a lie of the yeah. devil. There is more in you. You have potential. Dream That's again. It. Desire again. Say, God, what is that seed you put in my heart that I just sort of buried? No, I'm going to jump today That's in it. Jesus' name because you have me and I will fulfill the call of God in my life. Thank you so much for tuning into Vital Conversations and we will see you next Thursday.